Good morning, Game Changers, and welcome to Life Church X Online. So excited to be tuning in with you today. As we get started here, I just want to share with you, I'm in our sanctuary right now, and of course, we're recording this message, and to be very transparent with you, I don't know that I will ever get used to preaching to a camera this way. But what really helps me is knowing that all of you are tuning in. So many people have been watching our online services. The number is growing every single week. And on top of that, so many amazing folks from our church over this last week came in here unbeknownst to Katie and us and put all these signs out in these chairs here in this room that have people's faces and pictures and little words of encouragement. And so I look around and now I'm being able to picture so many of you uh, at a whole new level. And so from the bottom of my heart and from Katie's heart, I just want to say thank you. We have an amazing congregation. I know every pastor thinks that they have the best church in the world, but I just say it. I believe that we do. The folks at Life Church X, the game changers here, uh, are just the top-notch best people in the whole world, and I am honored to be your pastor. So if you're tuning in with us today, maybe this is your first time, you've never been with us, I just want to welcome you and say that I believe you are where you're at right now for a specific reason, meaning it's not an accident or a coincidence, no matter if you think that, that you're watching today and that you are getting ready to hear the message that we have prepared for this morning. I would just ask you to open your heart and be willing to receive whatever it is that God might want to do in you today. Maybe you've got a lot going on. Maybe you've got a lot of problems. Maybe, quite frankly, you're at a bottom pit point in your life, and you're not sure where else to turn. Please, for the next number of minutes ahead, would you just allow yourself to be open and willing to let the God of the universe speak to you, intervene in your situation, and bring you hope and encouragement for your days ahead that I believe with all my heart only he can do for you. So let's get started with our sermon this morning. If you're ready for the word, hey, you know where I'm going with this. Hands raised, high five, fist bump emojis. Let's get them going right now, ready for the word. Let's open up our Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 10. John, chapter 10, and we're going to read the first five verses here. It says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the sheepfold door, I'm sorry, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you to speak to us today. God, we are so dependent upon you, hearing from you, leading us and guiding us, 
to bear any fruit in our lives. I pray that your message would be clear, sharp, accurate, and edifying through me today, God, and that it would fall on open ears. I thank you so much for meeting with each and every person right now. I pray that your presence would fill the rooms in all of the homes, in all of the buildings, everywhere right now that are tuning in. God, I pray that your presence would just increase in every single one of those places to the point that it's tangible right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love this parable from Jesus in John 10, and he gives us this uh, example of a sheepfold. He talks about sheep. He talks about the doorway that leads in. And if you read further into John chapter 10, you get the explanation of this. Jesus breaks this parable down for them. And one of the things that he says here is that he's the door. And this is what that means. It it means that he's the only way for us to receive forgiveness and eternal life. Right there, that singular point is a message that everybody needs to hear because it puts to death all other options for how we are to experience God's grace, how we are to receive forgiveness, and how we are to inherit eternal life. Jesus says, look, the way there, it's singular, and it's only through me. He says, I'm the door, okay? And then he says that the sheep hear their shepherd's voice, and they follow him. This is powerful, Because what this tells us is that those who are children of God, those of us who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, will hear his voice, are meant to hear his voice. And even more importantly, his voice is a source of leading us. It says that they may follow him in our lives. The title of my message today is God is speaking. God is speaking. I feel personally like this sermon is a little bit different than normal. Um, I feel like there's a real burden that's on me for this right now, and I believe that this is something that I am observing and witnessing in the lives of many, many people around me. So for whatever that's worth to you, I'll just say this. For many folks in our congregation, many people in other churches and other pastors and leaders in other churches that I talk to, that I'm in communication with, here's what is happening right now in the body of Christ at large. God is speaking to people abundantly right now. And it's a powerful, powerful thing. And so my heart, my burden is that God is wanting to speak to us in these moments, in this season that we're in right now, and I don't want you to miss what it is that he wants to say. You might say, was God speaking more now than normal? I don't know. Maybe he is. Possibly it's actually that we're hearing more now than we normally are. This is what I know to be true about God. He is a speaking God. He has always been speaking, and he will always be speaking. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has been a speaking God throughout the beginning to the end of the scriptures, and he's still that way today. 
But here's the reality, is that God can be speaking and trying to uh, get our attention in our lives, but we can just frankly not be tuned in. There are radio frequencies right now that are flying around in the air all around me, right? I'm not aware of them, but I know they're there. And if I wanted to tune in to one of those radio frequencies and hear what the broadcaster had to say, I'd have to dial that little tuning device into a specific frequency to connect with the frequency that's coming through the air. But when I do connect, guess what? I can bring down that message, tune in, and hear with crystal clarity whatever it is that that person is trying to send a message about. And I just think right now that for so many people, the way our lives have been kind of shaken up and disrupted, that it has put us in a place, positioned us in a place where we are starting to hear more from God maybe than we were before. But maybe God has been speaking. It's just that we haven't been tuned into his voice quite as clear as we are right now. Can I just say something? That's a very good thing. And that's something that we need to continue to cultivate no matter what the changing conditions look like as we move ahead and navigate through this crisis and through this pandemic. We are a people who are meant, get this, to be led by the voice of God in our lives. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, meaning his words, his voice are meant to nourish us, to lead us, guide us, and sustain us like sustenance for our spirit man through every single day in our walk here on this earth. Jesus also said, my words are spirit, John 6, my words are spirit and they are life meaning they are life-giving. Think with me for just a second about this. The words of Jesus, first of all, the gospel message is life-giving. When we hear it, it makes our spirit alive on the inside. We're born again, made new creations. But the words of God that lead us in our daily life, hearing his voice through closeness and intimacy, is also life-giving throughout all the things that God's leading us into or calling us into in our walk with him while we're here on this earth. I want to read to you something in Galatians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5 verse 25. It says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So what this means is if we've been made alive in the Spirit, born again and made new creations in Christ by the Spirit of God, which those of us who are believers have, he says, if you are alive in the Spirit, we should also walk in the Spirit which means the same thing that brings life into your spirit, man, is the same thing that brings life into your daily walk with him, 
We lean on the Spirit of God and on the voice of God for hearing the message of salvation, but we rely on it for the daily living of purpose and destiny that God has created us for. I would go as far as to say it like this. If you're not hearing the voice of God in your life routinely, then you are probably not being led with the level of clarity that God desires you to have in this path that he's put you on. A lot of people say, man, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm confused. I'm just disoriented. I love God. I want what he wants for me, but I'm, I'm just disoriented in my life. Look, God is not a God of confusion. He is a God of clarity. And it's many times a matter of us just getting tuned in, are you with me, tuned in to that frequency to be able to hear God more closely and more clearly than we were before. And you can tune your ear. You can train your ear. Let's think about it. What are some things right now that have happened that possibly are causing people to hear God speak more prevalently and more clearly than they have before. One thing I know is that many distractions around us have been brought to a halt. All of the busyness and craziness of our daily lives that pull us in every single direction every minute of every day has been slowed down actually to a healthy point now, revealing in my situation as well, I'm right with everyone, revealing just how much in an unhealthy place that we probably were with allowing the busyness of life to fill all of our time so that we aren't as tuned in to the voice of God because we're tuned in to so many other frequencies that it's like this confusing static everywhere. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And we've got to be in position to hear God more clearly. Look, he's not going to slam us over the head and force his way into us. He, he's a God that is gentle and he is drawing us, but he'll never force us because that's not what love is. He wants to invite us and he wants us to respond to that invitation. But he's definitely drawing us now as much as ever before and I'm praying that so many people are responding to that. God is a speaking God. Now, here's the thing. This is somewhat of a controversial topic. I'm aware of that. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. And here's why it's controversial. A lot of people, even in the body of Christ, and I'm not trying to spark a debate or something like that. I'm just sharing with you here at Life Church X what we believe, what the foundations of our beliefs are, and what I think I need to share with you to try and encourage you and strengthen you and lead you into the place God wants to take you. And we believe that God speaks. We believe that he's speaking today and that he's always been speaking. But many, many folks in the body of Christ would say God doesn't speak to people. That there's the word of God, there's the Bible, and that's it. And God doesn't speak to people. And if they claim that he's speaking to them, then they're just off base. And, and respectfully, I would just have to beg to differ. And, and I'll give you my theology on that. Of course, opposing views have their own theology. I get that. I'll just submit it to you. Let you do with it what you want to. I hope you'll just pray about it and be open to let the Holy Spirit witness and minister to you about what his truth really is. 
But I would say, first of all, that, again, God has always been a speaking God. We know that he spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden. It says that God actually walked with them in the cool of the day, which means a breeze. It means just to blow. It means the Spirit of God was just with them, and God was speaking and communicating with Adam and Eve. But that was prior to the fall. So then after the fall, the the conditions of God's relationship with man changed drastically. We know that. But you fast forward and you still see people whose hearts were for God all through the Old Testament that God would speak to. It says about Moses that God spoke to him face to face as a man does with a friend. I mean, tell me that's not a speaking God. And then you go on in the Old Testament and we know that many of the prophets were moved under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and they brought words and messages to the people after hearing the voice of God directing them in their own lives. Then you fast forward to a different era and you have the Son Jesus, God is the incarnation walking the face of the earth, and he's speaking directly with people, directly with men and women here on this earth. But here's something that Jesus said that's always blown me away. He set the stage for the future condition of communication between God and his people. And here's where it is. It's in John chapter 16, verses 12 through 13. He says, and this is before he's getting ready to go to the cross, and then he'll ascend back into heaven. And he's just preparing his disciples for that. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Listen to this. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. Jesus was saying, the way I'm speaking to you right now is only temporary, and it's not going to be like this for much longer. But Jesus went on to say that the Holy Spirit would come, which was the promise of the Father that would be the helper And he just says in those verses we read that the Holy Spirit would speak to men, that he would speak to us, and that he would be like that friend and that voice of truth that leads us and guides us and directs us in our lives. I am so thankful for the voice of God. I treasure it. I I desire it. I look for it every single day. I need God's voice to lead me and direct me. I feel if I'm ever going to walk out the plan that God has for my life. And can I just say this? If God isn't speaking today, I know I'm laughing. I'm being dead serious. So if God isn't speaking today, then I seriously need to be locked up because I'm hearing voices. Okay, and I'm telling you that I know as sure as I'm standing here right now that God is speaking to his people today. He's speaking through prophets. We believe in the prophetic voice in the church, absolutely, in the office of the prophet. Those spiritual giftings are alive and well. But listen, he is speaking to individuals across the body of Christ all over the place right now. 
New believers, older believers, the same. God is speaking to people in a way that's getting their attention, convicting them, and bringing them hope and encouragement. And I love that about the Lord because he always knows what we need better than we know what we need. And if we'll go to God with an open posture and an open spirit, prepared to receive whatever he brings, when he speaks to us, whatever tone that comes in, we'll always be healthy, fruitful, and profitable for our souls. Hallelujah. And so when we look at the Bible, there's something I want to leave you with today. When you look at the Bible and you examine the scriptures, you'll see that the Bible says, you know, the word of God. And you see that many times over, especially in the New Testament, God's word, the word of God. But in the English translation, that word, word, sounds kind of funny, the word, word, uh, there are more than, there's more than one Greek word for that. And there's other things that are like that in the scriptures as well. Okay, for example, when you read the word time or times in the Bible, there is one of two usually words that are Greek words that reference that. There's the word kairos and then there's the word chronos. I'm going somewhere here with this. There's, a, there's an analogy I'm making to the word of God, okay, and the voice of God. Chronos, uh, I'm sorry, kairos means more of like a season, um, a space of time, an opportunity of time. It, it's kind of like a range or a general period, okay? Um, God said in his scriptures and Acts, he says that he's appointed the boundaries uh, and the dwelling places of men and times or the kairos that they would live in. So the era of time, the generation of time that we're on this earth is part of God's design for our purpose. That's powerful. We're not even going there today, but I just wanted to give you that to chew on a little bit. But that's what kairos is. Chronos means a very specific, defined period of time. It's, it's more narrowed down and more to the point, okay? So they're similar, but they're a little bit different in what they're referring to. So when you read word or words of Jesus, word of God, there are two different Greek words. There is the word logos, and then there's the word rhema. And they're similar in comparison to Kairos and Kronos, whereas Logos really kind of gives a more general overview picture. I would say that the Word of God, the living Word, the Bible, the Scriptures are the Logos. It's the complete holy canon of God's Word right there. So let me give you an example. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says this. He says, Everyone who hears my words, he had just went through a sermon on the mount, which was Matthew chapters 5 through 7. He gave a bunch of teachings, and then he started to wrap it up by saying, whoever hears these words of mine, I liken him to a man who builds his house on a rock, a solid foundation. When the storms come, then it stands the test of time. So he's saying all these teachings, all of this that I've just unpacked for you, that I've just delivered to you, the whole word of God, a man who builds his life on that is a man who builds his life on a foundation of solid rock, okay? That's the logos. Listen, when Peter in Luke chapter 5 and some of the disciples were fishing, Jesus said, hey, cast your net out on the other side of the boat because they hadn't been catching any fish all night. And here's what Peter says. You ready? 
Remember, Logos and Rhema. Peter says, Lord, we've been fishing all night. We've been doing this all night. We haven't caught anything. Nevertheless, at your word, we will let down the net. This is what it says in the Greek. Nevertheless, at your rhema, we will let down our net. That means that the voice of God, the words of God that quickened in their moment right then in specific time that they heard and applied right then and there where they were, and guess what happened? It bore much fruit. They brought in so many fish that the nets started to break. Here's what I'm trying to tell you today. For those who are close to the Logos, to the Word of God, the Scriptures, the, the breath and the life of God that you're taking in, like daily sustenance and nourishment. For those who are close to the Logos, you will hear the rhema of God in your daily living. The voice of God that quickens in your spirit and you know it's your Savior talking to you, leading you, protecting you and guiding you, keeping you from harm, navigating your steps day by day in your life because, again, he wants to be that close to you. I hope this is speaking to somebody today because, again, folks, my burden right now, as, many as, as much as ever before, is that I believe God is speaking. Whether he's speaking more than he has been or we're just tuned in more, I'm not sure. But I believe that there is an opportunity right now in the body of Christ for men and women who know God to hear his voice and to be led by his voice in a powerful way, to cultivate a lifestyle of hearing God and following God. Remember, my sheep hear my voice, but what do they do? They follow me. Do you understand that? They hear their voice, his voice, and they follow him. We need to hear and we need to follow and to follow. And as we obey and we are led, the voice of God becomes more and more clear, and we're able to tune our spiritual ears more and more into the frequency. Because here's what I've learned God does not scream, He does not yell in order to try to get a message through to us. I mean, there are times when He was pretty dramatic about the way He brought a message, but by and large, the way God speaks is this. It's in the still small voice. You remember that? Elijah in 1 Kings 19, he went out. There was a mighty wind. God wasn't in the wind. There was a mighty earthquake. God wasn't in the earthquake. He went out. There was a big fire. God wasn't in the fire. There are all these big, impressive, major things, right? God wasn't in those, but God was in the still small voice. God's not trying to compete to get our attention. He wants us to want to be with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. He wants you to want to be with him. When the Bible said in John 16, verse 13, when we read that earlier, it said the Holy Spirit will speak to you and show you things that are yet to come. The word speak means one of the definite is to be a gentle whisper, a soft voice that we must have our ear tuned into in order to pick up that frequency in the chaos of our daily lives here in this world. We must be tuned in to him. I'll close with this story. Katie and I, of course, many of you know, we have six kids. And I'm pretty sure 
that I remember this to be true for every single one of them whenever they were babies. And many of you are aware of this. When children are in the womb of their mother, they are hearing sounds and vibrations, and they are tuning in to the voice frequency of their mother and their father. It's a God-designed, miraculous thing. Think about that womb. That, that's intimacy. That's as close as you can get. That's the place where the tuning and the learning of the voice occurs. I believe that speaks to just the intimacy that a life with God will yield the tuning in to his voice. And when our kids were born, even when they were brand new little babies, I, I remember this so much about, again, I think it was for every single one of them that when we would come walking into a room, they couldn't even see us. You know, their eyes are all babies traveling around and picking up things. But we would come walking into a room, and then we would start to speak. And you would see their little eyes and their face light up, and they would turn whatever direction that that voice was coming from, whether it was Katie or me. And as we would keep talking, they would dial in, and they would smile, and they'd lock their eyes on us, and then they would follow us, and they wouldn't stop looking at us until we would come over and just wrap them up and hold them and give them a big hug, you know? Man, I think that's what God is looking for from us. He's speaking. He's always been speaking. I fully believe that with all my heart. And for those of us who are close, who are intimate, and who are tuned in with God, knowing his voice, Life's going to come, life's going to go. Noises in this world will certainly make their way into all of our circumstances. Where we need to be positioned is so well tuned in that we can hear the voice of God amongst the chaos. That the sound of his voice, that gentle whisper leading us in our spirit is so clear, so distinct, so well develop that when God gets our attention, as Jesus said about the sheep, they listen, they hear, and they follow. And we will live a life of obedience, of intimacy, and we will be led by the voice of God. Again, God is speaking. Are you hearing him right now? I want to close with this. If you say, Pastor, I want that. I want to hear God's voice. I want to hear him more clearly. Or maybe you've never heard the voice of God. Maybe you've never even experienced that. Listen, it all begins by having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the starting point for everything that this relationship of closeness, of intimacy begins with. I want to invite you to open up your heart and receive Christ today. That Jesus came to this earth, he suffered, and then he died so that you could be forgiven of your sin. And the invitation is there by way of grace. There's absolutely nothing that you can do to earn it. You can't. You can only receive it. And like any gift, you can choose to receive or you can reject it. And I'm praying today that you will open up your heart and choose to receive it. Make a place for God to come in and dwell in you. You'll be born again.
be filled with the Holy Spirit of God and begin to see the great and miraculous things that God has promised to you. And as a closing point of this message, you will also begin to hear God's voice leading you and guiding you in this journey of faith that he has you on. You say, dear Father God, I'll turn right now from my old life. I turn from my sin. I turn from my mistakes. I turn from my past. And God, I, I turn entirely to you. I lay all of that at your feet. And I ask you to forgive me, Jesus. I ask you to fill me with your spirit. God, make me a new creation. I want to be alive spiritually. I want to go to heaven. I want to have eternal life. And Jesus, you are the only way. I surrender my will to yours today, and I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I just want to say, if you prayed that prayer, if you're ready to take the next steps in becoming the game changer that God's created you to be, to walk out the purpose and destiny that he has planned for you, we would love to help you do that. You need to be surrounded with godly men and women who can encourage you, who can help direct you and build you up in this journey of faith. We all need that, and we would love to do that with you. You can reach out to us simply by texting the word Game Changer to 94000. I want to ask you to do that now while this is fresh so that we can connect with you and we can begin to walk side by side and help you live out this journey of faith that God's created you for. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in today and remind you, God is speaking. He is speaking right now. And my prayer today is that you're listening and that you're hearing with spiritual ears. God bless you and have a beautiful day.